Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Roman Show for the week of November 5th. This week we welcome Tom of Atreya, who talks about their new EP, New World Nightmare. This plus a whole lot more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Flight, go. We're go. Flight, GNC, we're go. Tell me, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're go. Flight, launch control. This is Houston. We are go for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome everyone to another episode. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. Excited about this episode. We welcome Tom Emmons of Atreya as he talks about the band's latest debut. Well, not latest, but their debut EP, New World Nightmare, which is on distribution on November 16th and available on all streaming services. Would like to go ahead and uh, welcome my co-host, the dashing one, Mr. George Alonzo. What's up, my man? Not much. Just here, you forgot to mention, I am not currently in the studios right now. I'm here in Tokyo, Japan, enjoying a nice sauna, enjoying a endamame margarita. As a matter of fact, my butler should be bringing you one in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It should be there at your desk right about now. <laughs> okay, I'm enjoying it right now. Edamame flavored margarita. Are you taking a sip yet? Not really. Then, then don't talk to me. For the I spent so much money shipping that margarita from here in Japan all the way to you for my butler then to ha- to drive it to make sure not one drop spills in the car to make sure you have it at a hundred percent and you don't take a sip. Well, I, I would assume it, would, it took place in an airplane, George. You can't drive from the states to Japan. Listen, <laughs> I had it flown all the way to Miami, Florida, for then my butler to pick it up at the airport, if you want to get this detailed, okay, to then drive it to you without a spill dropping in my limousine, in my 15-carat limousine, okay? So take a sip. Well, l- l- let me get through the commercials, and I'll contemplate about me taking a... Uh, a sip here of this uh, sake-flavored margarita. like to let everyone know, collarandelbowbrand.com is the website you need to visit to purchase your Collar and Elbow t-shirt, available right now. It's, uh, they got some new fashion for the season. Use the promo, show, the promo code, The Roman Show All in caps. That's collarandelbowbrand.com is the website, The Roman Show All in caps, to get a percentage of your purchase. Also, uh, we got a lot of events coming up here in South Florida, including a great boxing event in Miami. Gamboa, Yokis Gamboa returns to action on November 10th at the Miami-Dade County Youth Fair and Expo. Get your tickets available right now as we speak. That's November 10th, the weekend of Veterans Day, and they have some great boxing for you to check out in person, live and in color. All right, let's get started here with a little bit of wrestling talk on Reality Check. And now, it's time to give you a reality check. 
Well, George, everyone is upset. Already, everyone was already upset prior to this. But WWE Crown Jewel, it just did not deliver. I think what it delivered was a pain in the ass, if you want to say. Everyone already going into this pay-per-view wasn't excited for them taking place because it was taking place in Saudi Arabia. And we have we obviously know what's going on with Saudi Arabia. Uh, a journalist was killed at the consulate in Turkey. And there was a lot of backlash. Either way, the outcome of this pay-per-view, Brock Lesnar winning the Universal title, Shane McMahon winning the World Cup. He is now proclaiming claiming himself the best in the world. Just really upsetting results. And it was really tasteless, I would say. Um, yeah, and, you know, to kind of... Uh to put a cherry on top uh, or to lighten the mood. A lot of people are saying that the reason WWE put on such a horrible show, uh, their words, not mine, that they put on such a horrible show was because of the issue with Saudi Arabia. They basically were saying this was WWE's way of saying F you, Saudi Arabia, for what you guys did to us. So maybe it's the case. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. Uh, you know, it's just a way to lighten the mood, I guess. But basically, a lot, a lot of what transpired on that show, I did not expect. I, to be honest with you, I wasn't happy with. Uh, and I've made it very known on their own social media. So, guys, if this is a moment that you want to speak your mind on something, uh, especially with what's happening in the WWE, this is your moment. Do not hold back. I say it now. You let your voice be heard when the whole Daniel Bryan thing happened. Let your voice be heard again. Yeah, very kind of upsetting of the results. As we know, Brock Lesnar is now your universal champion. He defeated Braun Strowman. Of course, it wasn't in a clean way. But to have Brock Lesnar as a champion again never shows up. We don't see his face until many weeks. We do understand he's going to take on AJ Styles. At Survivor Series, but you know, people want to see the champion every single week on Monday Night Raw. We see that on SmackDown with AJ Styles, but it's just not the case on Monday Night Raw. So, George, do we go back to this whole special attraction that that's when Brock Lesnar put this title? Is there something more? That's the reason why he has this title. As you know, he will be taking on Daniel Cormier sometime next year. And Daniel Cormier actually stated, hey, Brock, bring your universal title because I, too, want to be a champ in the WWE. Is there more to this? Is that the reason why Vince McMahon handed this title to Brock Lesnar? Because I don't see him losing that title in quite some time, George, maybe after WrestleMania, maybe, or at WrestleMania. Listen, the, po- the thing is this. Um, the AJ versus Lesnar match is very sensitive now, to go back to what you were saying about that. You have AJ that's being looked at as the longest reigning champion in many, many years. He's about to hit one year with that title. And then you got Lesnar that's going to go back to the UFC next year to fight Cormier for the UFC heavyweight title. So if one of these two lose, their reputation, their image will lose with them. So WWE is playing a very, very, very strict game. And the problem with that also is they had a chance to go the opposite way where no one would have been hurt in this case. I'm talking about Joe versus Braun Strowman. Did they go that way? No. 
Now they're playing a risky game, so I hope they know what they're doing. Very, very good points out there. I, I hope so, too. I don't think, though, that this is the end between Braun and Brock. Heck, we don't know if Roman Reigns is going to be at WrestleMania. Could we see another Braun versus Brock Lesnar in WrestleMania and actually have a an actual match, not just a 10, 5-minute match between these two Mastodons? Personally, the only way I see that happening is with Braun Strowman winning the Royal Rumble, which he's currently my number one pick going into the Rumble. And speaking about the Rumble, I really hope they have a star event for that one too because it's it's in the stadium, okay? So, it, yes, baseball stadium, but still, stadium nonetheless. is 10 times bigger than what they've ever used for a Royal Rumble before. So, be ready for that one too. As we approach a new... More action Survivor Series a little bit, uh, what, two weeks from now uh, on uh, the WWE Network. Now, Hulk Hogan returned. It was the first time he returned to the WWE since the incident that he had with the law and him saying a racial slur on a video that was leaked by Gawker. Now he's saying that he wants to lose weight. He wants to look uh, a little bit more shredded. George, is there a possibility that you think that we're going to see Hulk Hogan in the ring, not as a host, but in actual action? Maybe an appearance at the Royal Rumble, but he even said, and I quote, that his arms look bigger than any of the current WWE roster's legs. And I have to say it's true. So, uh, God forbid, what is, what's going to happen when he loses weight and on top of that looks more shredded? He's going to probably look better than any of the active WWE superstars besides Elias. But Elias is in pretty damn good shape. But anywho, the point is this. Hogan is back. He's back in the spotlight with the WWE, maybe sometimes as a special attraction, but I would not count out a special cameo at the Royal Rumble. Hulk Hogan back in the WWE, uh, and it was about time. I mean, he made a little mistake. He Get over it. He should have been there a long time ago. Removing him from the WWE Hall of Fame, that was just nonsense. But I do believe, George, that the NWO is allegedly rumored to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. So you're going to get Hogan, Nash, uh, and Scott Hall. That's why the WWE has been promoting this reunion that the NWO had uh, about a few, two, two, two weeks ago last week uh, in Orlando. So we could see that in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, very, very good point. So, But the thing is, is that this, uh, like Hogan could possibly be the second, I want to say, two-time WWE Hall of Famer because Ric Flair is a two-time for a single and the four horsemen. Hogan, Nash, and Hall could all be two-timers because if I'm correct, uh, the four horsemen, there was only one two-timer there, and that was Rick. The In this case, everyone in the NWO will be a two-time. So you're not just talking about Hogan. You're talking about Hall and Nash that were also inducted by themselves. You could be looking at history right there just by saying, hey, is a two-time for everyone in that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be very interesting as WrestleMania approaches uh, in New York next year. Uh, and, and lots to talk about. We don't know what's going to happen with Kenny Omega, um, with Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks are not signed. Could the WWE swap them? Could they grab them? I mean, this is all interesting going on into 2019. Yep, uh, and don't be like... I. Listen, to me, I've always said, if the money is good, follow it. I, why would you deny money? That's money. Look, Randy Orton said it best. A, if they tell me to go to Saudi Arabia, I'm going to Saudi Arabia because I have five kids to feed. 
So if the WWE is offering you good money, yes, I understand the schedule is hectic and is not, uh, you know, you don't get to see your family as much. But at the same time, the money that they are offering you gets to help you support your family. If the fa if the money's good, why say no? That's right, money talks. All right, George, we're gonna welcome right now Tom Emmons of Atreya as he talks the band's debut EP, New World Nightmare which will be available on November 16th on all streaming services. Coming up next, Atreya's Tom Emmons on The Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. Make sure to follow us on our socials, at The Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media on Instagram, and Facebook. Well, all the way from Canada, we have the vocalist of Atria, Tom Emmons. Tom, thanks so much for joining us on the program. The new EP, New World Nightmare, drops November 16. You guys must be excited. We, we definitely are. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. Oh, no, my pleasure, man. And, and thank you for calling us all the way uh, uh, from Canada. So t tell me about it. The EP, New World Nightmare, uh, is going to be available on the streaming services, Spotify, and all the, the rest of uh, the, the streaming services. Um, tell me a little bit about it. You, you could already hear some of the music, including Someone With Me, which I got an opportunity to see the video. Great stuff. So tell me about the new EP. What can people anticipate from Atria? So most of the uh, EP is actually a little bit heavier than the, uh, the single that we put out. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, it's a new world nightmare. We did it with a metal producer here in Canada, in uh, Hamilton, at Woodwork Studios. It was John Howard. Uh, he's put out some great stuff before. So um, we're really excited to have this stuff come out. Um, there's four songs on the EP. And as you said before, it's going to be available through all the streaming sites as well as physical copies through CDN Records. And that will be on November 16th. So you mentioned Someone With Me. It is a very... Uh, lyrically, uh, very has that 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 sing along, if you say. But the other ones are heavier. So, how heavier are they? I, I understand a reading here that they compare you to uh, an In Flames, uh, a Tool. Uh, for those who have not heard of a trio yet, is is that about right? Uh, yeah, I mean we we have a lot of the heavier type stuff, but there's always most of the songs always have the hooks in them as well. Um, very heavily influenced by Maynard from Tool. Um, originally, I was an opera singer, so uh, there's a lot of that stuff, but there's also a lot more screaming than uh, you'd usually see in the music video that's come out so far. So you were an opera singer, so tell me, how did you get that involved with metal? I mean, there are some other opera-like singers, one that I can think of at the top of my head. Uh, let's see. Gotcha. There, there's a couple of them. Uh, Amorith, I think, is one of them. Um, let's see. Evanescence had a little... A little opera-ish in there, uh, Amy Lee. But how, how did you get this involved with uh, from opera going into metal? So what happened is um, when I was eight years old, I did a school play, and I you know sang the sang the part and everything. And it ended up um, being family opera, mm -hmm. and so it already sounded you know fairly accurate. I mean, for an eight-year-old, right? Mm -hmm. But um, so my music teacher, she knew an opera teacher, and she was just like this kid should actually go and compete and learn this stuff. So I ended up doing that. 
Um, I did all the competitions and Rotary Music Club, all that. And then um, eventually, when you know my voice started to change, and I'm like 12, hmm. my voice is cracking, so I took time off. And I come back as a teenager, listening to you know Slipknot and Tool and all this stuff, and I'm like, I'm going to use this, but I'm going to do it this way, you know. Right. So I've been doing it that way ever since. You know, switching up the singing and screaming, and you know, I really I love the hooks. I love you know big anthemic rock songs. Right. But I also love the really heavy, dirty stuff, and it's a lot of fun to challenge yourself as a singer switching between the two so i knew right away that's what i want to do you know do the heavy crazy stuff but then at the same time bust into a huge chorus so someone with me the single that dropped and it's available you can see the video on youtube and also on streaming services what are the lyrics uh tell i mean how how what is the the, the background behind this song so for this song it's actually a friend of mine who died of a terminal illness a couple of years ago. She was 27. Yeah. Um, and basically it was about her struggle in the hospital at the very end. Um, and she had a really strong uh, faith, a really strong belief. She always thought that there was someone with her at the end. And um, so this one was kind of about, um, it doesn't really matter if there really is someone or not. You know, like, I, it doesn't matter what side of that debate you're on about religion. It's like, it, it meant something to her. So, like, maybe that's enough. Maybe that's her own way of finding God, you know? Wow. So, I heard it about her. So, for the rest of the EP, most of the motivation behind the lyrics, does it come from your personal experiences in life as a group, as a band, or, or the news, or anything? Uh, I mean, what exactly is it? Where does it come from? song called uh, follow you home and it sounds like it's narrated by a stalker or a serial killer someone following you the whole time right mm -hmm. um but it ends up as you get further along in the lyrics and then if you read them again um it's actually like it's almost like if addiction or depression or mental illness had a voice mm -hmm. then that would be the narrator so it's like this thing being like i'll follow you and if you don't change things like Ten years from now, I'll still be following you home. Oh, incredible stuff. And right. again. So there's another one. Yeah, so um, put a lot into it, you know, put a lot of effort. We went and had it uh, mastered at Sterling Sound in New York as well by Ryan Smith, who did, uh, like, Fall of Ideals, All That Remains. Mm -hmm. Like, we had incredible people work on this. We put everything we have into it. And uh, that's one of the reasons there's only four songs. It's We put so much time and so much money and so much effort Um that anything more than that would be like out of our range right now so but these four songs we really focused and i think people are going to really enjoy it so how did you guys start how did you guys get the, the band together um well originally i was in another band um and so i had toured i had toured a little bit um with our drummer matt mcguire he was in, in a completely different band and we had went and played a whole bunch of shows, went to the East Coast, all that stuff. Um, and then we had kind of, you know, just, we hadn't seen each other for years. And uh, Tim and I, who started this band together, uh, we were in another band and that kind of just fizzled out. And so when we wanted to do this again, we called up our drummer, Matt. And it's just like, you've been, we've all been friends for years. We're all at the same place in our lives. We're all around the same age. Uh, how about we 
how about we make it go together as a group? And uh, so we went for it. Um, we just did like online ads to get the guitar player, the other guitar player, and the bass player. Hmm. Met these two awesome dudes and uh, just wrote four songs. And, like, we have more songs, so obviously, like we played a longer set live than four songs, but uh, we just picked the four that you know were the first ones we had that were like solid. You know what I mean? Like we have new ones coming out now that are a bit more technical and. You know, they weren't quite ready to be like, okay, we're going to record this perfectly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, uh, so we did those ones. And that's that's what made the cut. So you're going to be on tour. You got a couple of dates already uh, in Brantford, uh, London, and Kingston. So what can people anticipate uh, as you tour these uh, this EP? Uh, yeah, so like, we're not going to... I don't know if we... Like, we don't have any, like, stuff exactly set up but like we do have like these select dates we're gonna go out and um you know we've been practicing a lot it's it's fairly close to the cd quality like i've heard i've had a lot of sound guys record it mm -hmm. and then we take it home and um you know mcguire's a big football guy so we always called it game footage <laughs> and we you know we kind of go through it and comb through everything and okay this is where we screwed up this is you know you should do something different here whatever um and we've kind of been fine-tuning it And I really feel that at this point, uh, this is going to be a very accurate representation of the band where we are right now, and it's very, very close to the CD. So I, I think people are going to really enjoy this. Uh, so which which one of these songs do you think is going to get the craziest in the pit? Um, hmm. I'd say either Less Than Equal or New World Nightmare, the, uh, title. the title track. Title track. Wow. Well, Tom, I want to thank you so much for your time. Follow them on uh, social media, Atria. Uh, Nightmare out on November uh, 16th, this coming up month, right before the, the here in the States, the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, but check them out over there in Canada as they'll be visiting Etani. You Any plans uh, of coming down to, to the States anytime soon? I would absolutely love to. Right now, we're such a new band, mm -hmm. and because we're in Ontario, it's... Um, It's not, it's not something that we're planning for this year, but in the coming year, I'd love to at least, you know, get into, like, New York, like, along the border. Right. Um, you know, at least try and do that. It's very hard to tour too far away when you're this early on because, you know, unless you have the support um, and people know of you, I mean, you're just going to show up and you're going to play to, like, two people and drive very far away and not get back to your job, right? So, like... We have to kind of be careful with it and, you know, get the notoriety and work closer to home before we can start spreading out. But it's definitely something I would love to do. You know, we are planning on getting there eventually. Well, Tom, thanks so much for your time. Looking forward to the EP as it drops on streaming services. Make sure you check it out. New World Nightmare drops November 16th and follow the band on social media at Trio. Thanks so much, Tom, and rock on, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Tom. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, George, we got to see UFC's pay-per-view. Derek Lewis was successful. Yes, he made history. He's the first person to defend both titles successfully, a champ champ, as he is the owner of the light heavyweight championship and the heavyweight championship. 
and he defended them both the first time ever. Well, let me correct you there. You said Derek Lewis. Is uh, did I say Derek Lewis? I'm sorry, Daniel Cormier. It's a lot. It's that darn edamame margarita that I took a sip of. It has me buzzing. Oh, you finally took a sip. Yeah. Awesome. So now, buy me my first class ticket to come back to America. I will think about that, but it's having me buzzing. But DC defeated Derek Lewis. That was unexpected. I mean, that that was just easy uh, for Daniel Cormier. It's more like a tune-up fight before he approaches the one and only Brock Lesnar in the money fight, uh, as, as we anticipate. Um, but at, at the same time, George, he said that Brock Lesnar is a tougher fight if you were to compare between Lesnar and Derek Lewis. And Derek Lewis. I, I agree. I totally agree. Brock Lesnar is a stronger specimen. He's fast. He's quick. He's a way better wrestler than Derek Lewis. So there's no doubt that he is more of a challenge than Derek Lewis was to Daniel Cormier. However, I still see DC coming out on top. Now, you brought up a very good question. I mean, a good um, suggestion here. Will the WWE allow Brock Lesnar to put that universal title on the line on the octagon? So, essentially, you'll have two titles on the line. And if DC wins, that means he'll be a champ, champ, champ. Because he'll have three titles. The thing is this, is that Daniel Cormier set out that challenge and said, Hey, Lesnar, put the Universal title on the line against me when you and I fight because I want to be the Universal Champion too. Maybe he said it just joking. Who knows? But the point is this, that the ball is in the court of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is the guy that calls the shots of who's the champion and when the title shots happen and so on and so forth. But here's the situation at hand. The situation at hand is that with Daniel Cormier shooting that challenge, no matter even if it's a joke, and the ball being in Vince McMahon's court, if Vince McMahon says no, UFC wins. And basically what I mean by that is, oh, what happened, Vince? You're too afraid to put it on the line against someone real? So Vince right now pretty much put his foot in his mouth. And the reason why I say that was because he was planning to for this to be a publicity stunt. Because, hey, my, my title is going to be on someone else's program. But he didn't think that Daniel Cormier was going to challenge for it. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I despite of, of what uh, MMA fans might say, and, you know, they have their take on pro wrestling. But I would have Brock Lesnar walk to the octagon with the WWE Universal Championship. I know man, some of the MMA aficionados will be upset and they're going to go, oh, well, why are you going to take something fake into a real sport? But listen, it is what it is and it adds that extra umph to the fight. DC can sell a fight. He's a great talker. He's a great promo guy. And Brock Lesnar too. I mean, if you really think about it, George, and I, listen, I love Heyman, one of the bad, badasses, but Brock Lesnar could come some pretty good darn promos. Back in, sometimes he could get out of the, you know, out of the rails, but he cut some pretty good promos. Yeah, which I have a feeling that's why they gave him gave him Paul Heyman in the first place, just because of what comes out of that man's mouth. Hey, let me tell you something. In the UFC, Brock Lesnar was uncensored. Imagine him in the WWE. Yeah, and I, I agree, but he's, he's got some pretty good promos. But both these two, I know they're going to sell this fight when and that fight happens. 
and uh, DC has gone on the record and said this will be more than likely his last fight, and he will retire. And we might see him in a WWE ring. I mean, he did. He didn't. He didn't leave that out of out of his uh, his career. He does see some potential, or at least as a commentator, as he is going to get a tryout very soon by the E as a as a commentator. And after that, why not transition into a pro wrestler? I know he's in his 40s now, but hey, DDP started very late in his career as well. If you remember that, can you? I think it was 40, wasn't he? Can you imagine? I think so too, by the way. But can you imagine Cormier being a commentator for a Lesnar match? Oh, that'd be pretty fun. And if Cormier beats Lesnar, can you imagine the the uncomfortable how uncomfortable Lesnar will be wrestling in front of Cormier while Le- Le- Cormier is commentating? <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. And imagine DC knocks him out, and then he goes to the WWE. I mean, that just adds more flavor to it. I could only imagine. Yeah, we'll keep it tuned. All right, Floyd Mayweather will be entering a ring for Risen on December 31st in Japan against kickboxer uh, and mixed martial artist Tenshin Nasukawa in Japan. Nasukawa is undefeated as a kickboxer, and if you haven't seen his fights, well, please do so. Go on YouTube and, go and, and search Tenshin Nasukawa's highlights. You will be amazed at some of this guy's crazy stuff, crazy knockouts. Now, this fight, George, there hasn't really been any details. We don't know what type of gloves they're going to wear. We don't know if they're going to allow kicks. It's all really out there. There's no, we don't know what weight class they're going to fight in. It's all out there. However, we do know that Floyd is taking attention on December 31st. Maybe this could be a setup. This could be a warm-up for Floyd Mayweather until he finally gets in an octagon and take on Conor McGregor. Now, do not overlook tension. He is a badass. He's only 20 years old, this Japanese guy, and he is whooping ass inside the ring. Can you say ass on radio? Yeah, we just did. Okay, anyway. So, listen, my money's on tension on this one because... When this fight was announced, yes, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know who Tension was. So the first thing I did as, you know, someone in my in my stature was was fly to Japan and learn about this guy. Like I said, like you were mentioning earlier, was undefeated fighter. Man is unbelievably great at what he does and unbelievably quick. Floyd Mayweather, I think, has met his match. Because this man not only has his age, but with age comes speed and strength. Yes, Floyd Mayweather might bring experience, but this is a, a, a situation that Floyd has never even touched before. It was like Conor McGregor entering the boxing ring. Yes, Conor was all talk. And yes, Conor lost. But at the same time, Conor was getting into something that he's never experienced before. Floyd is about to do the same. I don't see Floyd coming out of this winning. I really don't. I'm I'm just curious to see how this is going to go about. Where are we going to get the rules? When are we going to get those rules? Because I, I, I hope I hope that they do allow kicks. I hope that Tishin um, here displays his kickboxing. Because if Floyd Mayweather then comes up successful, then we might get the Conor McGregor versus Mayweather fight 
inside the octagon. Well, George, that pretty much wraps up this episode of the Roman Show. Would like to thank Tom Emmons of Atreya. Their EP, New World Nightmare, will be available November 18th.